Yes, now I can give my patented 100-episode-long song topsy thumbs up or thumbs down. <laughs> you know, what a tradition it's been. Yeah. 116 episodes of Will Steve Give It the Thumbs Up or Thumbs Down. Tradition we continue today on the Song Topsy <laughs> Report. <laughs> yeah, sure. The Song Topsy Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, or otherwise noteworthy music to figure out how it died. I am non-thumb-injured Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm... One thumb, Steve Trollinger. Yes, Steve injured his thumb immediately before recording, but we got a Band-Aid on it. Think it's okay. It's not to the scale of a almost broken toe. You want me to kiss it and make it better? You want me to kiss your boob? Do you want me to infect me? No, I don't want you to infect me. Hey, this mouth is is germ-free, baby. That's scientifically (laughs) The only thing Mike would be infecting you with is consideration, Steve. And I think you could use a little bit of that infection. What you said is insanity. What you said is easily disprovable. Usually it's the opposite. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah! Uh, this is an exciting episode. This is listener-submitted songs, and this is the sixth one we have uh, done. These are my favorite ones, Nick, because it's 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 coming straight from the listeners themselves, the people who are putting in the time, putting in the effort to make it through every single one of our episodes, and, and then just give us a little something back, you know? Exactly. Yes, I am also excited. <laughs> oh, you guys, if you could just see the expression yeah, of Steve's excitement. Steve's voice may have sounded deadpan to you, but he's got the biggest grin on his face right now. He's smiling so broadly. He's now winking at me kind of suggestively. Steve, God, we're recording a podcast. Oh, okay, now he's, he's got li- the pearly whites now out. Now he's actually licking the top of his teeth. Oh, good. Listen, you're so lucky this is an audio-only format. Um, but no, this is exciting because it's, I don't know. Here's what I will say. This podcast, if it's taught me one thing, it's that there's a lot of music out there. Oh, yeah. And as aware as we are of bad, bizarre, otherwise noteworthy music, you guys bring all your own experience to the table, and we're very excited with what you brought um, this week. It's um, This week's episode, I, I gotta say, that the three songs that our listeners submitted are all pretty vaguely or too overtly sexual. So Dis- I know quite disturbing in some ways. Well yeah. in some Nick ways. only has informed us as to the nature of two of them with a secret third one in reserve that Mike and I have no knowledge of. Yes, and that will be the last one. So listeners, stay tuned. But our first song, which I am very excited about, was sent to us by listener you Al. You would be, you sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh sent to us by listener Al. And uh, you know what? Let's just dive right into it. Let's listen to a little bit of the first song that a listener submitted. I'm in love with my sister. All right, oh. let's stop there. Oh. No. Now, if you wait 40 more seconds into the song, by verse two, he explains what he's talking no, about. No, no, no. It's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> It only takes him two verses to not be incestuous. This song is called I'm in Love with My Sister. Uh, Came out in either 1956 or 57. It was actually very difficult to tell. By a country singer named Robert, quote-unquote, Dusty Owens. Uh, Oh, I remember the first time I ever got a Dusty Owens. (laughs) It's in the backseat of my Tercel. Which is actually the only place you can give a Dusty Owens. Exactly. (laughs) Unwind that Gordian knot, listeners. Which is a different thing that happened to me. Oh, God, yeah. The, don't get me started on the Gordian knot. Because you can't undo it. Oh, I feel, yeah, I feel like you'll get some indigestion after that, no doubt. Steve, as you indicated, yes, the very first line of the song, uh, within the first five seconds, you know what's going down. The first five seconds, I'm in love with my sister. But let's hear a little bit more. Because I think for this song specifically, you do actually need to hear what uh, Mr. Dusty Owens goes on to extrapolate on. He's in love with my friend. He's in love with another. Where will all this <laughs> Love stinks, don't it? You know, it reminds me of that song. I mean, the ultimate love. That's what the song reminds you of? Uh, love stinks. No, but uh, you know, just throw, just splash some incest in, and there you go. That's just this is the uh, this a the, splash of incest <laughs> by Dior. <laughs> what do you think, it Steve? Would smell Steve, like? don't knock that. that. They would be our first sponsor, so let's just tread lightly. 
a splash of princess. Just, Smells like home. Just imagining one of those old Kevin Klein, not Kevin Klein. Yeah, those old uh, 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 Calvin Klein commercials, yes. like the black and white artsy ones. Just like just a woman spritzing her neck with it, and it just like zooms in as like a very hunky man like comes up behind her, and like she's in front of him, stroking his cheek, like in like behind her with her palm, and then it just says like the 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 logo like fades into the screen. A splash of incest. Keep it in the family. <laughs> uh, but Dusty Owens goes on. So he said he's in love with his sister, but she's in love with another guy who's not in love with her. And he says, where will all this end? This basically... I, I kind of feel bad for his friend, right? His friend's coming over. Yeah. Has a big crush on some other girl at school. Yes. He's trying to hang out with his buddy, and all he, his buddy is like... Like drooling over his sister, and the sister's drooling over him. He's like, "Oh man, this is, why do I keep coming over here?" What you just <laughs> described, and what Dusty Owens is describing, is essentially the plot of Midsummer Night's Dream. Actually, yeah. now that I think about it, and he says, "Where will all this end?" Um, well, you know what? Let's find out. I'll just keep on loving her. I can never change her name. You can't marry your sister. I can think of three states. I have. (laughs) (laughs) Well, one of which is denial. But I can. Two things immediately come to mind. Uh, First off, whoever heard of such a thing, I don't think he's really giving this the gravitas. Uh, They're discussing this like it's a, oh, gee whiz, what are you going to do thing? Just just one of your run-of-the-mill everyday problems, huh? Yeah. Well, I can't change my sister's name. Can't marry her either. You ever hear of that thing? But boy, do I love her. Yeah, Mike, imagine if you were in a relationship with someone who had the same last name as you. You probably couldn't change it. I don't know why I said you, Mike. Listen, my family was oddly excited about that when I was dating someone with the last name, Russell. Same last name who may, who yeah, they may would, they have actually ha- had a relation. They, listen, would, they wouldn't have to because, fill out any paperwork. Just, I know, it's so easy. Listen, listen, Keep listen. the same towel? I did not. Now, although <laughs> I didn't want to check Ancestry.com because I didn't want it to you be Ancestry.com. Ancestry. Yes. Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, we I'm jumped sorry. on that joke faster than a cousin. You know, and I feel like I've quoted this already, but I still can't get over the scientist that said... Once you get to third cousin, it's the best of both worlds. You can't have any I know, genetic the- problems, and well, you have a lot in common. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know who really bears that out? Tsar Nicholas II. His kids had no problems or defects that caused world wars. So when Dusty Owens says, "How is all this going to end?" You're saying the Bolshevik Revolution. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. First the uh, first the October Revolution, and then the uh, February Revolution, I believe. All right, no, so February, then October. All right, so that's how all this is going to end. But actually, he in the next, so that was the chorus. But he immediately backpedals quite a bit and establishes context in the first verse. You see, I was adopted, and I live in a foster home. So my sister's not really my sister. My can't be wrong. Oh, this title's wrong. This title's not right. It should be the Pornhub anthem. Like that's what it is. Right? This is the Pornhub. This is the this is the anthem of Pornhub right now. You you go on Pornhub like the the main screen. Like this is all you're gonna see. But so he immediately backpedals at this point. He's like, I'm in love with my sister. He really ropes you in with the chorus, and then he immediately is like, No, but she's my stepsister, guys. So it's okay. I kind of feel like he's writing and or performing the song for a group of people on the spot. So like he's singing the first verse, seeing everyone's puzzled or alarmed reactions, faces. and then backtracking like in media rays. Oh my God. Oh, guys, this is classic manipulation to try to get people to agree with what you're saying, right? You start off by making it sound really bad because you already know it's bad, oh. but you make it sound really it's fucking bad. It's like a sandwich. Bad. You start with the really bad thing to kind of set their expectation, to reset their boundary of what they consider horrifying. So when you're like, no, but she's only my stepsister, then like, oh, okay. Uh, well, at least it's not your sister, sister. He's like, ha, 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 certainly not. Which, uh, uh, Tia Tamara. Each time my friend hurts her, 
second note I forgot to mention earlier was he's town's trashed. Like maybe he should like he's like listen listen I want to put one more song on, on the record. I want to put one more song on the record. And the record producer is like no listen listen we got we got all the songs that we had. No, I got something on my mind. I got something on my mind. And I really want to sing about it. And he's like yeah okay we have another hour of studio time. I guess we'll just fit this one last song in. I've got my mindset on sis. I got my mindset on sis. <laughs> I want to fuck my sister. Whole lot of fucking sister. God, I hope there's a <laughs> series of like demo recordings that didn't quite make the cut. Like, like, Whole lot of fucking my sister. Wait, hang on. So he is saying his his friend, well, maybe not his friend, but although we, we, for the sake of the um, kind of setup we were going with earlier, let's say it's a, it's a buddy of his. Buddy of his is not interested in his sister and... Dusty Owens is like, I see that it's hurting her, that he's not interested in her the way she is in him, but I can love her. My stepsister, by the way, just to clarify, my stepsister. Sister. <laughs> oh, shit, sorry. Sorry there, Steve. Well, thank God uh, your mouth is so clean. <laughs> As we have also earlier established. Uh, yes, yes, Mike accidentally spat right in Steve's eye. I've got, I've got, I've got... You know, they, they say this, Steve. I'm going to get thrush. Did you know that if you have uh, an active salivary glance, uh, that Ladies. it is not only good at breaking food down, but it is good at you know killing all the bacteria in your mouth as well? Yeah, nothing kills bacteria like stagnant warm water in your mouth. You heard it on the Song Topsy Report first. So wait, do we have any sympathy for Dusty Owens right now? If it is actually... First off, I, I call bullshit on that it's a stepsister. I think he really wants to fuck his sister, and this is the this is the justification he's built in for himself. So, okay. He forged adoption papers. Forged? Like, no, honey. No. I mean, sister. Maybe, honey. We'll see how it goes. But look at these papers. The sister's name is Honey. Yes. Honey. <laughs> you know, how confusing would it be if she called him daddy in bed? You know what I mean? Like, you you are you have a weird fascination with that, don't you? With just, calling and being called daddy. Daddy, bed. I mean brother, I mean shit. <laughs> I can see Robert Owens out. What the fuck have we been doing? You know, you and me, like, we're not even related. Why are you after my friend? Oh my god, can, <laughs> for some reason I'm just imagining him sitting down next to his sister and like he's trying to make small talk about other subjects, and finally he just kind of looks at her, he's like like what are we doing, honey? You know, like, oh, like oh, I don't know. I just had this crazy thought. Ah, oh, like, oh, like, mm, mm, mm. I think like if we weren't like hypothetically, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm just throwing this out there, honey. Anytime, that is your name. anytime your step sibling well, says hypothetically, yes, hypothetically, saying. if I had paperwork showing that I was adopted and I presented that to you, would that change any? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But seriously, if I did. Well, let's see. We have a little bit more story. Obviously, we have other songs to get into, but I want to hear a little bit more of how this plays out. I'm in love with my sister. She's in love with my friend. He's in love with another. Where will all this end? I want to hear the story of the other person. I want to hear her perspective. I want to hear this. another. I want to hear the the oh the other guy expanded universe lore of this the song. The Dusty Owens cinematic universe that, that explains who this another person is that the unnamed friend is in love with. Oh my god! What if she loved Dusty Owens? Then you got the That's love not circle. Lo- and was, yes, because it's a love circle. It's, not it's a triangle. just a love straight line. It just completes itself, just like they would. Wait, no, Nick, it'd be a circle. The geometries of uh, Damor. Because he loves her, and she loves him, and he loves her, and she loves him. It's a love trapezoid. Oh, wow. You know what? That Oh, God. This, I, this could be a movie. Maybe it already is a movie. It could be like Love Actually and become a love dodecahedron. <laughs> Was that the sequel? Yes. Uh, two, two other little quick fun facts. Well, for, first off, um, <laughs> he had a... Uh, he kind of Dusty Owens kind of dabbled in country music. He never became like a well-known name. Uh, but his backing band was called Dusty Owens and his Rodeo Boys. So I'm maybe this other was one of the Rodeo Boys. 
Uh, he definitely sounds like someone who should be performing this song behind a cage of chicken wire <laughs> while honky-tonk <laughs> denizens hurl empty or near-empty bottles of beer at him in the hopes of cutting him. And the second bit, Steve, which might make you think twice about what you just said, was I did, when I was trying to find more information about him, the only real information I found was his obituary. Mm. Um, and from his obituary... Died in a honky-tonk murder, eh? <laughs> survived by his sister? <laughs> It's fucked up, Nick. That's so bad. No, um, no. Uh, just one fun fact I saw from his obituary. He apparently had a, a multifaceted career, um, and they said from his obituary, quote, uh, he dedicated himself to various careers as a motivational speaker across the U.S. and Canada, teacher, minister, and small business owner. What was he saying during his motivational speeches? Listen, listen, kids. A lot of people are going to tell you it's wrong to want to bang your sister, okay? But you got you to gotta listen. And then the real motivational speaker comes in. Oh shit, my time's oh, up. Shit. He bolts his way out of the auditorium. You know it's like Scruff McGruff. <laughs> There's no rules to war or love, kids. Forget what your parents told you. He grabs his duffel bag and bolts out. Well, TAs and substitute teachers, that's him, get him. <sighs> Tony Robbins looking bewildered on stage. <laughs> uh, there's just a little bit left that I want to play after the chorus. And then we, we simply must move on. There's so many songs to get to. I can't tell her that I've loved her It seems like all my life How do you tell your sister That you want her for your wife That could go on a t-shirt. How do you tell your sister that you want her for your wife? It's a conundrum. Oh, Jesus. You should write a country song about Oedipus. <laughs> That's basically what this is. Oh, no, that would be, I left for a long time, and I came back and had slept with a woman who I didn't realize was my mother, and now my eyes are gouged out. Ugh. <laughs> uh, I could actually talk about this for a lot more yeah. than I thought I could, but we do have two other songs to get into. But thank you, Al, for bringing that to our attention. Uh, this... Al, what a, what, a, what a gem you gave us here. Yes, what yes. A... I, I know for a fact. There's no way I would have found this on my own. So thank you very much for showing us this uh, this little gem. Uh, moving on, though, the next song we have was sent to us by listener uh, Rose F. Uh, Rose sent us this. So, F. Rose, thank you so much for sending this one along because this was a this is a little bit more well known, but I had not heard this prior before. Uh, have either of you heard of the band The Tubes? Because I was not familiar the with them. Tubes, no. The Tubes. The Tubes. The uh, Tubes. They were a kind of cult, semi underground rock band. They came close to breaking into the mainstream, but they never kind of quite did. Uh, but the song that Rose F. wanted us to discuss is called Sushi Girl. Sushi Girl. Yes, yes, a 1981 single. So uh, <laughs> I was thinking of like actually like tiptoeing around the bush and being like, well, what could this song possibly be about? Uh, but let's just get into it. Oriental riff, good. Pagodas. So, so, Nick. Yes. Now, are you getting worried at all, Mike? Well, I'm a little worried. I think I'm turning Japanese now. <laughs> no, Steve, that's a different song. Oh, well, sh- shit. Well, there's two songs like that? Okay, all he said so far is what sounds like a general appreciation of uh, sightseeing possibly in Japan, because he's mentioned a few different specific things, like Shinjuku and Strolling by a Pagoda. Yeah, but... I'm okay with it so far. Have you smelled love in the air, Nick? No, Mike, what could you possibly be insinuating? <laughs> what what, what radical, crazy direction do you think this song I'm possibly just... go into? Uh, for the record, listeners, once again, the song is called Sushi Girl. Look, any any person who's smelling something is is the pheromones or the hot yep. and sweat off somebody's body coming. And this man is smelling, smelling some good old stank at the pagoda. Fragrance floating from somewhere, and he's chasing after it. Uh, Mike, can we start a band called Stank at the Pagoda? <laughs> I want to make the kind of music that our podcast then has to cover. Every t- 
anytime you have one of these things, you're like, oh, that should be a band name. We should yes. just make a pair. We should make a, a song. Stank at the Pagoda. <laughs> it's the new Panic at the Disco. And look how well they're doing. Okay, but so once again, all we've heard is uh, skating down Shinjuku. Uh, when I smell love in the air, stolen by the pagoda, the fragrance flows from somewhere. Where could it be coming from? Let's find My out. Balls. <laughs> was right like you were a hundred percent right it's almost as if you had major forewarning about this song and listened to it already it's almost like like you could smell it in the air i didn't well my i believe you will my suki find me in time or will her sushi spawn the odor drives me out of my mind the scent goes straight to my prawn I can think of no sexier word in the english language than prawn i do you want to descale my prawn Prawn! It's a word you have to say like that. Prawn! I got some cocktail sauce for you. <laughs> Look, you, I, I, you need to get that checked out. <laughs> Help me! It shouldn't be red and spicy like that. <laughs> oh, God. The oh, only... Oh, no, oh, Steve! Oh, it tastes like paprika. <laughs> the only credit I can give this band is that maybe in 1981 when the song came out, the whole euphemism slash innuendo of comparing sex and female and, and comparing vaginas to fish no, here's, wasn't done here's, to death. Here's what happened exactly. Please, tell me, Steve. The person who wrote this song, I don't know if it's a member of the band or not, but the person who wrote this song in middle school was in their earth science class watching on the old-fashioned, you know, like in the 1970s, old-fashioned school projector mm-hmm. the uh, nature documentary and uh, once it got to that part of the nature documentary that gets played in all the schools about uh, bears going to get salmon and salmon going upstream to spawn at that exact moment he watched that scene he coincidentally had his sexual awakening <laughs> I, well well the he, his sexual awakening occurred and coincided with watching a nature documentary of salmon going upstream to spawn. I can almost believe that. I feel like if your sexual awakening happens when you're either reading a certain book or watching a certain movie, it can mess with you. That's why so many people were saying don't take your kids to see cats because if they happen to have their sexual awakening when watching that, they're going to be very confused for their entire life. So what counts... That's why you can only take uh, preteens to see Spring Awakening. Yes. It's the what? only way they'll be healthy. So, which, which, when, when do you know your sexual awakening hit? You know what I mean? I'm trying to like think back in my brain. Well, Mike, uh, most people only have one. So, when maybe was the first time you, you felt kind of funny when you saw something? Probably when sp- my brother was watching like the Spring Breakers and the 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 ladies were in their bikinis doing the booze copters. That adds up. Yeah, that is disappointingly. Run of the mill for you. <laughs> Pretty run of the mill, yeah. Thought it was gonna be like you know that scene in Aliens where you see the giant queen laying the eggs. <laughs> oh, oh my! That was the God. first one I Steve, think. Steve, don't shame. I'm sure at least one of our listeners that was them, and we respect you. It's a great movie, but I apologize if that confused you later on. <laughs> Okay, we're about to get into the chorus before we get too wildly off track. Listeners, send us your sexual awakening. Uh, yeah. Talk to your gmail.com. Look, all I'm saying Don't steal is, all the good ones, Nick. That's great. All that's, I'm saying that's what it's is gonna be. Yeah. every time we rely on our listeners to send us things, we become horrible people. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> all right, let's get into the chorus. Mushy, mushy. No, they just they. So Nick, Nick, I think you were you're you're being a middle, little misleading earlier when you were giving these people props for being woke to Japanese culture. I never said that because they are very obviously throwing every single bit of Japanese anything at the wall. The only props I was giving them is the awareness of Japanese culture in 1981. 
was probably much more different than where it is now. I don't <laughs> look. <I'm, laughs> it's the someone... only way. It's the only way I can forgive them for the laziness of being like, "Hey, like fish is like pussy." <laughs> somebody, I'm in the tubes. Somebody had an Encyclopedia Britannica. Is all I'm saying. Is that wasabi in your sushi snatch? Because my mouth is watering. Is that, is oh, that <laughs> every single word you said is horrible. Um, <laughs> maybe that was pretty bad. <laughs> Hey, cut that out. Cut that out. Oh, sure I will. And then I'm winking at the audience. Um, I couch all of my really bad shit in boring things that Nick doesn't want to keep in the episode. That's how I get away with it. Um, well, so this was these, this band was formed in 1975 in San Francisco, further solidifying the track record of, of nothing good coming from San Francisco. San Francisco was technically the birthplace of uh, We Built This City, the birthplace of Charles Manson, and the birthplace of this song. And the second Homeward Bound movie, which just wasn't as good as the first one. Yes, yes. Probably the most egregious offense of all, especially after I just said Charles Manson. <laughs> That's all well and good, Nick, but you obviously never saw the film Homeward Bound, Lost in San Francisco. I'm just saying. I, I mean, why try to fix something? And, and you know, it was already perfect. Perfect movie. That's perfect. And all the, all the other dog friends they made in San Francisco, none of them just really held a candle to the original three. Shout out to all of our listeners who saw the 1997, I think, movie, Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco. I hope everyone listening to this episode was really keen on us discussing <laughs> unrelated movies, because that's, that's this show now. So what is this, the night at the movies? Not See, that yet. was one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters. Get off my dick. I will. <laughs> it smells like fish. <laughs> what? What does that remind me of? <laughs> What is this? Oh, you can eat sushi buffet or what? <laughs> Does that even exist? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. They got this one that's like 35 bucks. I I wanted to do it back Wait, when I was really it? drinking. It's like it's like 30, 35 <laughs> bucks to be. and it's for 2 hours and it's all you can eat sushi. All you can eat raw fish for 2 hours straight. And, what could possibly go wrong? And all you can drink. Booze. So all booze you can <laughs> raw fish for 2 hours. Yeah. In what? the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got a whole outdoor area with picnic tables. They bring it right out to you. Mike, we just you just ran the marathon. Come on, I know the perfect place to eat. <laughs> hey, actually, beer is a great carb after a No, run. it's not. Uh, I have ran many a race where afterwards sweating Nick, beer. Nick, I think of this table, somebody here has a little bit more knowledge base on what kind of beer you drink after you run for no reason. And it's not you, and it's not me. That is fair. Thank you. <laughs> there's one just imagining this- like Gatorade style commercials where yeah. you're just like literally sweating beer. Yeah. There's this great race called the Boilermaker, and it was a nine mile race. You'd run the nine miles and you'd finish, and they had this big concert, and they'd have Saranac kegs all over the place, and you'd just woe up with your race bib, and they just fill it up for you over and over again. And during the concert, are you hearing Sue, Sue, Sushi, <laughs> Moo, Moo, Mushi? Could you imagine? Yeah, all you can eat sushi after running nine miles? Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what we're joking about. <laughs> that terrible, yeah. That's the crux of the joke. <laughs> you ended the joke by mentioning essentially the title of the joke. We came full circle, just like Dusty Owens did. <laughs> Dusty Owens never came. Call back! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you're right, no. He watched in the corner, and that was kind of sad. No one in that full circle came. So, so the Encyclopedia Britannica was open on the the section uh, for Japan, and then they were like, "Crap, what are fish?" 
<laughs> what are fish called? Oh, shit. Does anyone know what f- any fish are called? Wait, what am I talking about? I got the Encyclopedia Britannica right in front of me. Flips back to fish. That rhymes with that. That rhymes with that. Abaluna, tuna, crab, drab, <laughs> oyster, moister. I'm waiting for Hobson's rap break to come in. I don't know if you missed that first line in which he said, suck a tentacle, dip it in sauce. I've actually had octopus. You've sucked a tentacle in your life? I've had octopus. No, because it was fried. Ah, of course. So I did no sucking. But octopus is actually very tender and delicious. So you can relate to the song now. Yes. Chicken of the sea, they call them. No kidding. I actually saw a commercial a couple hours ago. Chicken of the sea tuna now makes chicken. So you can buy chicken of the sea tuna in those blue packs. You know how they come in like the yes. blue packs. Now there's just chicken of the. There's just chick. It's just chicken. It's chicken of the sea. It's in that same not blue to, pack, but it's chicken. Not to go on a terribly <laughs> long tangent, but was the reason they called it chicken of the sea to appeal to like middle America that would like not eat seafood? Like, yes. hey, it's like chicken from the sea. Exactly. Gabagool. Gabagool, indeed. Mm. As everyone in Iowa and Oklahoma states. Of course. Gabagool. Yep. They're, Classic Midwest. They're so fugazi. <laughs> like, you look vaguely horrified. That's just his resting face. So, if you've sucked the tentacle and you dip it in sauce, because the sushi's her pussy, right? I mean, right? We're gonna Wait, right, what? Let, <laughs> wait, listen. Yeah, listeners, so let's all get on the same page, okay? Yes. We okay. were just talking about fish? <laughs> oh, this song was making me hungry for a red lobster dinner. Aw. Uh, I feel weird now. No. Okay, but Mike, yes, please continue with your theory. <laughs> this guy's just kind of all over the place. You know what I mean? Like, He I is just, not giving I, her I, a satisfying I, experience. I, <laughs> yeah, you want to dip it in your sauce? She's like, wait, I'm losing the metaphor. What? Uh, yeah, like, you know... And that's the problem, Nick. I'm a big, I'm a big guy in sticking with the with the theme of what we're going with here. All right, I res- I've always respected that about you, Mike. If we're saying that you know the genitalia is the fish, then the sauce has got to be something else, right? Yeah. No, I, Mike, I agree. If you like, if you are running with a sexual innuendo theme, you got to stick with it. Like how when you said your jizz was cocktail sauce. Yes. That was what's the theme. Excellent callback, Stephen. Great memory. Thank you. I take compliments where I get them. So you're saying that that the tubes are losing it. He should have now. He should have sucked on some sort of fish and then sprayed it with sauce. Maybe. Oh, don't say yeah. that sentence again. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to get people to eat fish? You're tanking the industry. You're fish tanking the industry. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I used that word on purpose to give you the setup. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker there, Steve. Before Nick... Uh, guys, this is why we do the podcast. Before Nick gets a, a head of steam about me not being a team player all the time. Oh, Steve, you were just baiting me. <laughs> all right, reel it in, guys. <laughs> guys, we've got to anchor this in a grounded reality. Uh, Mike, you have a shrimp dick. It's a prawn. Thank you very much. Sorry, I, I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't think of one. I was really fishing for one. <laughs> and you know what? There's no new lyrics in this song, but I really wish he mentioned at the end that he had crabs. <laughs> Did you ever hear that old joke, guys? What old joke? Virginia's for lovers. That's why Maryland has crabs. <laughs> I feel like that's a nice little bookend for that's this song. Great. Uh that. <laughs> So that was Sushi Girl by Rose. Thank you so much for passing that along to us. Rose, this, this song is going to be my, one of my new favorite songs now. Thank it's already you. Mike's ringtone. He, <laughs> he's just been adding it as we were speaking. Uh, but we have one last song for you, and this was sent to us by listener Rob. Now, Steve and Mike haven't heard this one, but this listener indicated that he knew that Mike would probably know this song 
and maybe unironically enjoy it. Oh my god! So uh, <laughs> not another Aqua song, is it? <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm just gonna start playing this next song, and Mike, you can let me know if he's honest. These guys, oh my god, these freaking guys. The song uh, you are listening to, listeners, is called B-O-O-T-Y <laughs> by Tone the Chief O'Raka and the greatest hype man in the world, Coley Cole. These guys were on America's Got Town. Yes. And they came out with this song, and it was wild. Dude, they made it to the next round, and I freaking loved it. I loved every second. It was crazy. It was yeah, wild. Yeah, so I wasn't watching American Idol when this came on, but th- this was during season eight, which came out in 2013. And I saw their performance on America's Got Talent, and they came out with the sole intention of saying, we want to write a one-hit wonder. And that is it. They had no aspirations. They have not written any other music. They just wrote this one song. B double O T Y. That's laudable. That's laudable. I I respect that. I know, right? But yeah, so they said that they only intended to make this a one hit wonder. Apparently, Tone the Chief Rocka, whose real name is uh Anthony Granger, uh wrote the song when he was younger, uh back in two thousand and four, actually, when he was in high school. Uh, with the you help don't of, say. Yes. With the help of his dad and his uncle. With, <laughs> not and, my family getting involved with the booty. Exactly. <laughs> Dusty Owens knows something yeah. about that. Uh, but he said... It's apparent, a wonderful mission statement you've crafted for this episode, Haven't Nick. I? Haven't I indeed? Uh, but apparently, uh, quote, his dad believed the song was an electrifying, energetic hit, so much so <laughs> that Tone never wrote another song. What you are about to hear right now is the only musical content he wrote. And apparently, Mike, you can tell me, you can testify to this, but he only played the song each time. He made it to the semifinals, <laughs> only playing B-O-O-T-Y. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you, they kind of amped it up the second time. They had some dancers coming out, and they really were kind of going. Yep. And that was good. But, uh, you know, when, when your goal is to be a one-hit wonder, I mean, there's only so far you just, can go. Just like Joseph Smith... He wrote everything down and saw that it was made of gold and stepped back. <laughs> all right, so let's hear a little bit more about what BWTY is all about. Some good rhyming going on there. We got a uh, big booty bounce through the house like jello, soft round like a thick marshmallow, drop it down, break it down, soft like a pillow. That B double O T Y. It's a perfectly serviceable song about butts. Yes. <laughs> perfectly it- serviceable butts. I think we discussed this earlier that there's a subgenre of just booty like rap and hip hop. Like, the booty yeah. is its own subject material. Yeah. Like, there's gangster rap, there's booty rap. There's booty rap. Bootylicious. Yes. Uh, the thong song. Thong song. Thong song. Um, Baby Got Back. Baby Got Back. This. There's four. There's, there's more than that. I'm sure our listeners can pull up even more. But yeah, they were looking to cash in on this. And I would oh, say... Oh, Rump Shaker. Yes, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Cannot forget the rub. That was gonna. I was not gonna be able to talk for the rest of this episode until I figured it out. Oh, I gotta say, who loud it? Do you think no, no work, nobody? I, I gotta say, my mom, look at that B double O T Y. That B double O T Y. That what that show is fun. That B double O T Y. Now, see, I could do the uh, hype man Coley Cole part, the part where he's going like D Y. I could do that part. I love that. That's his name. Not just Coley Cole, but the greatest hype man in the world. Coley Cole. Can you claim you're the greatest hype man in the world if you've only hyped one song? <sighs> yeah, it was so good, nobody could possibly follow it. I don't know. 
I don't know. When Aristotle posed this question, I don't think he was anticipating that um, Tone the Chief Raka would be doing the song thousands of years later. Well how, well, how can you prove a hype man's a hype man? Did he hype the song? You can't without a room full of people. I, d- <laughs> I don't deny he's a hype man. He's hyping the song with every time he goes, D-Y! But is he the greatest hype man in the world? Well, I feel that, like you need a track record. Well, does that mean Little John was a hype man? I guess. But like if, if he's a... Because if, if Coley- I think Little John would be a better hype man than Coley Cole. If Coley Cole is applying for a job for hype man... When he hands his resume over, what are the previous credits he's going to have? Oh he's only going to have B double O T Y. Hey, that's it. That's all he's going. Well, experience to... does not necessarily equal expertise. That's fair. However, well, Nick, Nick, you know, who says hype Manning is, um, you know, pigeonholed to that of just the rap industry? That's my favorite quarterback. You, you don't know. You don't know what <laughs> so Coley Cole. Coley Cole could have been out on the out on the streets. With, you know, uh, uh, hyping up uh, different street performers doing other like dancers. You're maybe not everywhere at once, Nick. Look, I googled, and unless he was doing all of this for just like like credit only, or he was going uncredited, uh, his name doesn't show up. This B W O T Y is the only place you can find the greatest hype man in the world, Coley Cole. Uh, maybe he changed his name because he's trying to also hype up Coles, or the, the Coles so- the store. <laughs> Because right now, listeners, it's spelled C O L E, but Mike, you're saying it's spelled the way the department store calls itself, <laughs> isn't it? Is, is it just missing the S? Or here's another theory, guys. Uh, yes, Steve. He could be a stupid high school student. Well, they're not high school students anymore, Steve. They were in high school when they wrote this. Exactly. Yes. They came up with their names. And if you are a, and if you're like, a dumb right, teenager, we- and don't get me wrong, I'm not calling these two individuals. Dumb teenagers. <laughs> dumb teenager is taken as a whole. Teenagers are dumb. Dumb teenagers. Yeah, Steve can just say teenager and mean the same thing. Well, exactly. Uh, I'm not saying that they are singled out as the dumb teenagers. All teenagers are dumb. Well, dumb teenager could also. Are, are you saying it's also a mindset? Like you don't. Sure. You don't need to Being be a, dumb a way of teen. life, Mike. Yeah, you don't need to be a teen to be a dumb teenager. You could be a 30 year old dumb teenager. Could you now? How old are you, Mike? Listen, see, that's not important. What are you, what are you getting at, Steve? <laughs> Off my mind, that Cool, but the booty looks swell. I, I don't know why that's a butt statement. Face look cool, but the booty looks swell. They're saying you got an okay face, but your butt is where it's at. And I find most women are flattered by that. I find I find most women don't don't uh, don't have a problem with you telling them the, the thing that they showcase to society at all times looks okay. You mean their butt? Yeah. You know, where their soul can be found. Exactly. Their butt. The butt is the gateway to the soul. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Nick, is, so it's, uh, is that the eye you have to look into when you exactly. want to stare at someone's soul? You know the expression I got asked in the back of my head? I mean, I think that's how it goes. That's how I've always heard it. <laughs> anyway. Hello. Second step, be a man, get a double slow. Third step, be gonna go real slow. Red light, yellow light. I love that lyric. Red light, yellow light, green light, go. I it I don't know what the hell it has to do with the song, but the way they said it to the meter and the rhythm was very it just, t- it just tickles me. Don't, don't these guys don't these guys kind of sound like uh sound like the poker rap guy? Which rap guy? The guy who sends the poker rap? You mean like Charmeleon? Bulbasaur, Charmander, Aerodactyl. Exactly. Yes. Thank you, Nick, for remembering more of them than me. Abba Knight, Slowpoke, Pidgeot, Arbok. That's all, folks. No, it isn't. There's like 120 more. Ways to describe booty. And they go through all of them. First step, they go bring it down low. Second step, be a man, get it on the floor. Third step, we gon' go real slow. Red light, yellow light, 
we like oh. <laughs> Look, Steve's eyes look. lit up when he compared booty to cake. You must like back because you sure got cakes. Uh, Grab them cakes. cakes. <laughs> the junkyard our... dog wasn't an insane person. It, For that one they specific do thing. do describe cakes as Please butts. listen to our wrestling cakes album episode to know what the hell Steve is talking about. <laughs> we agonize Grab over how cakes. they cause, <laughs> cause, how they possibly conceived that butts could be compared to cakes. We had never heard that before. I thought I had heard every way to describe the butt. I had no idea you could use cakes. Well, this song, to its credit, is like the encyclopedic reference for all ways to describe butt. The Encyclopedia Britassica. Yo, oh, now we in trouble. Don't stop, let it drop like a bubble. The blast off like a shuttle. Make a holler for a dollar. Yeah, have a couple. Uh-oh. Oh no! I have to ask, what has he never seen a booty do before? Uh oh, I've never seen it do that before. <laughs> Things you don't want to hear in the doctor's office. <laughs> oh my. Doctor, give it to me straight. Oh, I've never seen a booty do that before. I've never seen a booty do that before. Nurse Coley Cole, have you ever seen this? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> pop pop! Oh no! Tone the chief proca proctologist. That's a stretch, but then again, maybe his butt was too. That's what he's never seen it do before. I was worried that we wouldn't be able to rise to the same level of discourse that we were using talking about the sister fucking song <laughs> and the uh, women's genitalia smell like fish song. But once again, you guys proved me wrong. We so, at least rise to the level of ass. Yeah, so thank you for that. <laughs> the ass occasion here. Yeah. <laughs> so he's... Ne- but I let, he doesn't expand upon that. He does not extrapolate. He he just says, I've never seen a booty do that before. And he's like, anyway, moving on. And the, oh no, really makes you think. Like oh. He's all about booty. He seems to enjoy every part of it. And the fact that something he, this butt did made him stop and go, oh no, <laughs> I've never seen a booty do that before. But then to his credit, he d- he is still able to collect himself and move on with the rest of the song. To make a draw, hit the flow, wanna kick back, relax, and watch the show. Like I said, it don't matter to me. If you're little or skinny, you're just sick to me. Yes, I agree, J-Lo's unique. But me, myself, I'm firm in Oh, shit! That was a, that was a, a nice line to, to really hook the judges in on uh, America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. JLo's unique, but me and myself, I prefer Mel B. Yeah. Yeah. Because she was a judge. If you yeah, don't it, say. If, if you guys wor- weren't aware of that, if on he'd the worked show. Howard Stern and I would have been more impressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the same mama, but look at that B double O T Y. That B double O T Y. That B double O T Y. Can't get that off my mind. So I guess I just have to ask, did they deserve to at least have this be a one-hit wonder? Because other than America's Got Talent, it was popular then, but I don't think it's really stuck around. I no. Mean, I mean, it definitely hits all the hits all the one-hit wonder marks. It does. It. If they had won, they would have been a one-hit wonder. But because they didn't, they just didn't quite get over that hump to viral sensation. Let's call it a cheek. They never got over that hump, that hump, that hump, that hump, that lovely lady lump. Oh, well. But Mike... Uh, mm. wh- My humps, that's another one. Ah, yes. Booty thank- song. Yeah, booty, yeah, booty song. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, and with that, thank you once again to all of our listeners who passed the uh, songs for the sixth goddamn listener-submitted episode. I cannot wait for more. And on that note... If you are a new listener, if you've been a long-time listener and just never thought of, you know, sending something along, please, the thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com. You can pass us something there or reach out on any of our social media accounts. You can follow us on Twitter. You can follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. Shoot us a message anywhere there. But if you'd like to hear us discuss it, uh, please pass that along. Once again, thesongtopsyreport at gmail.com. And while I'm at it, you can follow me personally, Nick Brigadier, on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier. Check out DapperDevilProductions.com for some fun, exciting new content coming out. And MrMikeRussell.com. Yes, you can find my stuff on my Instagram at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And like Nick said, yeah, check out the Dapper Devil Productions website. Yeah, check out our stuff. Give them a click around. There's some there's some fun stuff on there. Diaries of our lives, subletters. Hell yeah. 
a trailer to uh, Chad is not the killer that should be out sooner or later. I don't know. Um, I don't want to tease no. it too much, but I've been going the the film that we did, the short horror comedy. Um, I think we are getting close to being able to release it. Basically, all the festivals where they said you can't have it released anywhere else. We're mostly past, so... Uh, ah, thank God. I know, right? Thank God none of them wanted it, so now we can release it. No. You know what? If, if, if it can get to the eyeballs of people who would listen to this podcast and maybe want to see some wonderful acting from my two co-hosts, uh, then that might be coming soon. So check out DabberDevilProductions.com. We'll be posting on uh, Instagram or the website. We will be posting that as soon as it becomes available, but yes. Um, oh, yeah, and... Uh, uh, I'll be putting out a, a poll either the day this comes out or the day after. And it's, uh, why don't you uh, tell us? God, should I, guys, you know, pick, should we talk about booty, sushi genitalia, Always. or incest? You know, what what, what, what do we want to know? Why from are you the making listeners? me pick <laughs> just one? <laughs> My mouth is watering just thinking about it. <laughs> about which? Uh, All of them. <laughs> What food turns you on the most? Yes, please, listeners, <laughs> tell us that. What food does it? There'll be an Instagram quiz in our story. It'll be anonymous, like, or at least we won't tell. Uh, we'll never tell. Is it? Mm-hmm. Is it sushi? Is it... <laughs> your family recipes, you know, the of like uh, your favorite cookies, or is it uh, chocolate ass cream? You know, what? <laughs> send it in. God, everyone just put sister for some reason. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Steve, where Jesus can we find you? Uh, therapy. <laughs> um, first and foremost, I'll be at uh, Dr. Noyan's office uh, Mondays through Wednesdays. Uh, sorry, Nguyen. Uh, Dr. Nguyen's office. And uh, aside from that, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo. Uh, you can find me on the Dapper Devil Productions website. And uh, coming very soon, stephentrollinger.com. And Steve, I have to ask, will listeners be able to see your reel? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, don't, I, 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 I won't bury the lead, but Steve has got some great footage that he's gotten recently, mostly from projects he was involved with that I directed. But, <laughs> but uh, it's really cool. If you want to see Steve act, uh, you should check out Steve's website whenever he finally gets it up. It Look, as in many things in life, it may take me a while to get it up, but once it's up, it's there for an uncomfortably long time. <laughs> I want to get that checked out, Steve. That's my other doctor appointment for later in the week. <laughs> and until Steve is back from that doctor's appointment, I am Nick Brigadier. I'm Mike Russell. And I'm waiting for hour four. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Take care. That's great. <laughs> I had nothing for that end bit until literally just that second. Like I was racking that my was brain. Great. I was racking my brain. It's like shit. What am I going to say at the end? I don't know what I'm going to say until just that very second when we made an erection. You made an erection joke, and I was like, got it. <laughs> That's teamwork right there. <laughs> yeah, when it comes to Steve achieving an erection, it requires teamwork between him and Mike. <laughs>